Yes, indeed. We are live right here on KEXP, KEXP.org, all around the world. We're in the live room right now. I'm so happy to present to you a live set from Indigo D'Souza. What's happening? <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Let's get into it. KEXP.
tell them that I wasn't having much fun. Kill Me, Indigo D'Souza, it's from Any Shape You Take, came out last year, right here live on KEXP. I know we got some more music right now. Thank you.
sure to spit right in the face of morning. Don't look to me when you feel like moving. If it's not standing, I'm after. Well, sometimes it looks at Indigo D'Souza, Late Night Crawler, one of my favorites from Any Shape You Take. We're live right here on KEXP. It's the afternoon show. And I know we got just a couple more.
Bad Dream from Indigo D'Souza live on KEXP here in the live room on the afternoon show. I'm your host, Larry Mizell Jr. Uh, thanks, everybody's listening. This fantastic set. We got just one more. Indigo.
Indigo D'Souza, that's from last year's Any Shape You Take, live right here on KEXP. What a beautifully cathartic song, one of my favorites from that record. Uh, Really fascinating composition. Um, And there's a part in there where you've got, I I think you crowdsourced a bunch of different screams in the background. You want to tell me about that? Yeah, we recorded the album uh, kind of... A little bit into the pandemic, it was like around that time when you would go to the grocery store and just feel like panicked every moment or uh, there were shelves that were empty. It was like when it still felt like you needed to be like completely covered in plastic to go anywhere. Um, And yeah, when we were recording that song, the idea just came to me that it would be really sweet and meaningful to have everybody's voices, uh, anyone who wanted to have their voice on the song, to just be kind of embedded in that middle section forever together in this kind of, um, just to kind of uh, like honor the amount of pain and confusion that all of us were feeling together collectively. Um, Yeah, and it still makes me cry if I like listen to the song now. yeah, just remembering each of the emails that I got separately and just I read through each of them and they all were very heavy to read. Um, yeah. That's a real active service, you know, honoring all of that and, and calling on people to submit that. And it gives such a remarkable emotional payoff in that song. Yeah. And I'm just curious about your, just how you compose songs. Are, are you all kind of... Uh, Putting it together, so many movements in uh, just one song on in, in, take anyone on any shape you take, uh, but that one stands out to me. Thank you. Yeah, I actually had a different band when we were recording that album, so this band is like kind of new. Um, but Dexter played guitar on that album a lot. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I honestly, music and recording music is kind of a mystery to me still. <laughs> it just feels like I just follow a whim. I just follow my heart mm. and do what feels right. Um, yeah, and I've always just been a sucker for like a lot of dynamic changes. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Following that instinct has led you to a fantastic place and that the dynamics all over this record remind me of just some of the best music of of an era that I grew up on. And I'm I'm sure you've been compared to a lot of uh, great music from the 1990s. When I listen to you, I hear like Fiona Apple, Dinosaur Uh, Jr., The Breeders. Um, 
I'm just curious, what are some of those touchstones for for you? Uh, like what did I listen to? Yeah, and like what what do you feel like kind of incorporated? Um, I when I was young, I listened to a lot of Regina Spector. Oh wow, right on. She was like one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, I listened to Imogene Heap. I listened to Jack Johnson a lot. Um, I had an Elliott Smith record when I was uh, probably like 14 or so. I got my first record player and I had a Mumford and Sons record and an Elliott Smith record and a Frank Sinatra record. And I just listened to those on a loop. Um, so I don't know. There's kind of a range of things. Yeah, it's a pretty diverse <laughs> bag. And shout out to your your, your Biggie Small shirt also. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, your your first record uh, that Saddle Creek um, re-released uh, last year also, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Love My Mom. I love that title. Just wonder if you would speak on your mom. Oh, yeah. My mom? It's funny. I named the album that for a reason that's kind of separate from just who my mom mm. is as a person. Um, I named it that because I was at this music festival with my mom once and... Uh, she was dancing and she had a tank top on and I could see her bones like moving underneath her skin. And for some reason that was like the moment that it clicked for me that humans are mortal and that uh, I was going to have to endure a lot of loss in my life. Um, And I think I like knew that before, but in that moment it was kind of like an existential crisis when it all really came to the surface and I realized the actual gravity of that. Um, and so that's why I called it that, but also I called it that because she just is uh, someone that I look up to a lot. She's just a wild artist, and she painted both of my album covers. Nice. Uh, yeah, she's just really inspiring. She's constantly creating all different kinds of artwork, and she doesn't care about what people think about her. She never has, and that's always been modeled to me. Um, and yeah, I just really appreciate her. That makes a lot of sense. You hear it in your, in your in your style. You know, it's like whatever comes up comes out. It might be messy. It might, you know, get guttural and get really sweet and crunchy and all that. But you know, you never like tamp it down. Have you ever had to deal with anybody who's like, hey, you might want to, you know, polish this part or whatever? No, I've Excellent. never had anyone. Yeah, people don't generally tell me what to do that much in music, which is great. That is great. <laughs> uh, you recorded that new album at a Sylvan Esso studio, right? Yeah, we recorded some of it at Betty's and then also some of it in Brad Cook's home studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the rest at Drop of Sun in Asheville. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about Asheville. How, how would that kind of hone your musical uh, skills coming out of um, there? Well, I used to live in a really small town called Spruce Pine. Mm-hmm. And when I lived there... Uh, I felt really limited mm. musically and also personally. I had a really hard time in that town. Um, and then I moved to Asheville when I was 16, and it kind of opened up this whole new world of people that kind of reminded me of where I came from. Uh, and so that feels like it had an effect. Um, and then also I just met some really special people when I moved to Asheville who started to show me a lot of underground music that I'd never heard. Uh, And I kind of realized that there were structural songs that are out of the box um, out there, which I just didn't know before. And I thought that I had to kind of follow a certain path to become like a singer-songwriter. 
Yeah, and then I realized that there were people doing music in all different kinds of ways and in in ways that, uh, yeah, just were kind of like rebellious at times and loud and gritty and uh, dirtier and, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to Asheville, North Kakalak, lovely town, <laughs> Moog Fest and all that, you know? Yeah. Um, you produced this record. I mean, you produced all your music, haven't you? Yeah. How did you mm-hmm. get into the production side of making music? Um, well, I didn't really, I think I just have always been that way. Like, yeah. I didn't even really understand what a producer was until recently uh, when I had Brad Cook come on to the record and help out. Um, so, yeah, I've just always had a lot of direction. Uh, I've always known exactly how I wanted to do things or I've just had a lot of ideas or I can just hear the whole song in my head before it's even made. So I've just always followed that. Right on. Yeah. Is this your first tour uh, since uh, the pandemic? Uh, No. We've done a few others. Yeah. But it does still feel like it's pretty new being out here in this weird world. Yeah. You feel like you're still coming from that space that you were talking about in real pain? Yeah, kind of. It feels like not that long ago, but also like a really long time ago right. at the same time. A lot has changed. We've, yeah, we've been in flux. Yes, <laughs> many lifetimes. And yeah. speaking of, what's what's next? What are you, what are you cooking up now? Uh, well, we just recorded a new album Excellent. recently, and it just takes forever for albums to come out, but... So yeah, we'll just be playing these songs and playing some, we'll start playing some newer songs soon too. And then, yeah, just touring and then putting out that album and I'll just make music till I die. That's what's up. <laughs> That's a good plan. I like it. Indigo D'Souza going to be at Numos tonight uh, at the Aladdin yeah. in Portland tomorrow and down in San Francisco at the Great American Music Hall on Thursday. So everybody on the West Coast, go check them out. <laughs> right on. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Really appreciate the music, the vibes, and the, the, the full range, you know? Yeah, thank you for having us. This is our, we've always dreamt of this, and here we are, and it feels amazing. Right on. <laughs> right on. Live on KXP, Indigo D'Souza. It's the afternoon show. My name is Larry Mizell Jr. Thank you for being here. KXP.